Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Fried, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how the donuts are made. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. They tell a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. You tell someone, they tell someone, they say, and now we're all feathering each other's nuts. Just you touching my nuts. I'm touching your nuts. You're feathering that. I'm feathering this. I'm sucking on your balls. You're sucking on my balls. That's what it's about. That's how this whole podcast game works. I love that you guys listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And also support the sponsors. I'm going to read out. The sponsors are in the description to every episode. Support them because they support this show and they keep the wheels moving. That's how it goes. A couple of shout-outs. This Thursday is going to be the Beach by uh, Happy Hour. We're doing another happy hour. New guests, new rants, new segments, new, new everything. New, 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 new. The link is in my either in my stories or my bio. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your friends involved. It is an event. It is fun. It's a great date night. It's a great way to just change up the week. Also, I've been working uh, with a trainer lately, and he's been amazing for me. He's doing free classes. Go follow him. He's at Forzag, at Forzag on Instagram. Go follow. Let's do some emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Love the podcast. Long-time listener here. Short and sweet question. I matched with this guy on Hinge back in January. We chatted for like two weeks, and he seemed really cool and fun. He got my number, and after texting, I ended up never answering at one point just because my ex popped up back in my life, and I realized I probably wasn't ready to date anyone because I wasn't over him. Now it's basically June, and I'm 100% moved on and excited to date. From a guy's perspective, would it be weird to reach out again to that guy from Hinge and try to start something up? If not, what's a good first text uh, uh, to send since I left him on red out of nowhere, LOL. Uh, so listen, I, I think this is one of those things that tells you about the person's kind of mental state. The people that you don't want to really interact with on dating apps are the ones taking it personally. And, and listen, a lot of those people write into this podcast. So I'm saying to you, you shouldn't take anything personally that happens on the app or after on the app until you guys have met and formed an actual relationship. Everyone's on there for their own reasons, just like you. You were on there checking out the scene. Little did any, no one knew what was going on on your side of the, of the aisle. You had an ex-boyfriend that you weren't over, and you know what? You took a moment. You go, I'm not ready to date. I'm going to back off. I'll leave this guy I never met on red. That's okay. So you should definitely reach out to him. Hey, I know it's been some time. How you been? I don't think anybody that has a good head on their shoulders, male or female, will look at that and go, oh, look who's back. Oh, Mrs. I don't answer my text. He doesn't know you. You don't know him. Hey, and if he says, hey, where you been? You go, hey, listen, I just want to let you know I'm apologizing for the last time I, I know I left. I mean, at the very least, you can see the text above that you didn't answer. So, hey, how you been? I know this is weird, but uh, I was kind of going through some stuff when we were first met via an ex and wasn't really over it. But now I'm kind of back in the uh, thick of things and I'm looking at date and I just want to say what's up. Those exact words don't quote me, but that's the vein. That is the... The, the breath of fresh air you have to blow into this balloon and just say, hey, how you been? 
And he says, where have you been? You go, you know what? I'm really sorry. I left you on red because I had an ex come back in the picture and I just wasn't ready to date. But I'm here now. And the guy's going to go, great. But that, I think the one thing that I will uh, warn you, and I know a lot of people do this, I'm just going based on emails that come to the show, is to hold uh, this against yourself. You're a good person. All you're doing is to looking to honestly meet someone. So don't be like, oh, now that I, I left him on red seven months ago, I got to pay him back with hookups and being casual. No, 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 no. You can hold the same standard coming back from the debt. Just, just be open and honest. Hey, down to hang out whenever you're ready. I'm here. What's up? What's been up? Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so I started seeing this guy we met on Bumble a couple of weeks before quarantine started. We hit it off immediately. By our second date, he told me that he wasn't seeing anyone else, and soon we were planning vacations together for the summer. I started this guy a couple of weeks before quarantine. We hit it off immediately. By our second date, he told me he was seeing... Yeah, okay, but then you know, COVID happened. I struggle with anxiety, and the pandemic really brought out the wor my worst tendency. The guy was not too concerned about it and wanted us to keep seeing each other. We saw each other for a few more weeks, during which time he was super sweet and could do uh, would do things like making me cute pa care packages. But I was so freaked out by the whole situation that I ended up leaving the city we live in and going to my parents' house, and he did the same. We talked every single day and FaceTimed at least once a week. He eventually came back to the city in the beginning of May, and I wanted to. Uh, wavered a bit because again super anxious about things and i could tell he was disappointed but he said he understood and things seemed normal after about two weeks of him being back he became distant stopped initiating conversations and not putting too much effort into the ones i had started so i didn't text him for a few days then reached out to let him know i was coming back to the city that weekend he responded super enthusiastically and made plans for us to spend a few nights together i was pumped and thought things would be fine the day i was coming back he sends me a novel text about he doesn't fully want to fully quarantine anymore things with us uh he doesn't want to fully quarantine anymore. Things with us would have gone differently in another situation, but he feels we want need different things right now. This was a total change from a few days previous, and I was and am devastated. I responded basically saying I was disappointed and confused, and he never responded, putting the screenshots here. Since I've already given you so many details, why not just mention it all? I still can't stop thinking about him. I feel like I just messed this up by not agreeing to quarantine with him from the start. I know that if he likes you, you'll know, and if not, you'll be confused, and usually I would just let it go, but feel like the pandemic forced breakups might be the exception. It's been two weeks, and now that things are starting to open up again, should I reach out? If so, what do I say? So here are the screenshots. Hey, so yesterday I was thinking about heading back to blank. Then I was thinking about seeing you tonight, and I realized I want to be in blank, but want to do it differently than uh, I've been doing. I'm not going to be a monster, but I can can't fully full quarantine like I've been doing so I could see you I imposed that on myself I know that that but uh, I wasn't I also know it's what you need okay it's a long message she wrote back um, I think the I totally understand the first instinct is to say if this quarantine hadn't happened then life would be different now um I disagree but I understand the impulse I think you're just finding out things quicker. The quarantine and the, the situation seems to be a highlighter on some of the negative and positive things in life. If you've noticed, we have more time on our hands. We have more ability to get together. We see how people are dealing with stress 
and different situations with a partner. So you're just getting the answers that you would have gotten farther down the line or and and also he is too. So he's seeing basically you're saying, well, you know, this uh, if he likes you you'll know. This isn't a he doesn't like you thing as much as it's he's opting out of a what a relationship that's gotten more serious than he maybe have been ready for. And I know you talked about, you know, you know, before this quarantine talking about going on vacations in the summer, that was a method to to date you and to get you more into him at the time. And then quarantine happens and you start to go, okay, well, where are my calls? Where are my FaceTimes? And he, go, he goes, oh, shit, I, I, all this without fucking? And it's like now it's just highlighted. So I understand that you guys had, you hit it off, you figure it out. I, 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 I'm, there's a parts of your email, I, this guy, uh, you know, I understand being anxious and being anxious in relationships and handling it differently. But, you know, you're put face to face with, do I want to handle the world that exists now with the person that I've been seeing only a couple weeks in, in, in person. And he's opting out of that. And he knows, here's the thing, you can't go backwards in relationships. So I understand what you're saying, like, well, if the quarantine didn't happen. Yeah, no, no, no. The quarantine just pushed this thing farther ahead, pushed you to see the honesty a little bit sooner, pushed you ahead to see how he handles things and how you handle things. You can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste uh, 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 squeezy thing. Squeezy thing, is that the scientific term? So my point to you is saying, hey, you, have an, you had an experience. You had an experience with someone. You, learned, you loved and learned and learned and loved. You learned about yourself. You learned about your taste. Take that and pack it in your bags and get the hell out because this guy wrote a whole message that I can't even fucking get through, and it's like, all he's doing is trying to be nice, nice enough to get out and kind of start his own dating life a little bit more fresh. I, I would go away. I, I understand that you want to reach out. You can reach out for closure. You can reach out for whatever the fuck you want, but I'm saying I don't think reaching out will make you feel uh, will give you anything to gain other than promises that become half promises. The, and again, you're, you're saying you guys hit it off immediately. Second date, he told me he wasn't seeing anyone else and you were planning vacations together. That is something people do to get people more involved in a relationship that isn't really ready for that yet. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. I mean, some of these are way too long to read. Long-term potential. Jared, back 780 years ago in March, I started dating a guy I work with. Our first date was just before pandemic hit, and we both live alone, continued to go to work in the same environment. We decided to keep seeing each other. Our first date was just before pandemic hit, and as we both live alone, continued to go to work in the same environment, we decided to keep seeing each other. Okay. Given the bizarre time, the next few months were more intense, intimate than usual. Again, moving things faster. Um... He was thoughtful and attentive, planning surprise home dates, and his actions had never uh, never had me questioning how he felt about me. While he had never, uh, we never had the what is this conversation. From my perspective, this was because I was hesitant to commit to anything until we'd experienced our relationship in the real world. Last week, he dropped the bomb that a girl he dated briefly at the start of the year had recontacted him and wanted to give another shot, which he agreed to. His reasoning was that he saw more long-term potential with her and that he and I, I had never had conversations about long-term plans. 
fans, although I don't think that's relevant. I'm 28, he's 34. I'm usually pretty good at reading signs, but this literally came out of nowhere, and his reasoning stinks uh, of BS to me. Any thoughts on what the fuck happened here? Well, I can't tell you what happened. I can tell you all reasons for relationships ending are BS. He's not going to give you a reason that you're going to look at in nine out of ten relationships, when you end and the person gives you a reason, it's not something for you to learn from. It's just not the match. So the idea that, like, he would go, she's just long-term potential, that you're going to go home and study how to be better long-term potential is completely f- fucking fucked up and crazy. That's not real at all. You, that, that long-term potential to him is someone else's not long-term potential and ending after two months. So I understand why he's saying these things. At the end, and you're asked, why, why, why? You just start giving reasons just to get the fuck out. So I understand where he's saying, listen, this person came back out of the, out of the, you know, out of the woodwork. Okay, that's the match I feel. That's, that's the real answer. That's the match I feel that is best for me. And you have nothing to do with that. It's not, well, I've tried this and that one tastes better. No, 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 no. It's I've... It's that match feels like a stronger match for me. And it has not. I, and to blame it on that you've never had the conversation, you're 28 and you're dating and you're hooking up. Everyone knows that it's got to go somewhere. Like that's him kind of living in the small, fine print of the contract of you two hooking up. Well, you never said anything. And it's like, yeah, dude, everyone wants to, you know, most people want to move on to something more tangible, something more agreed upon. So to say that this hookup was happening in a vacuum is bullshit. Um, But the idea that he's going to give a reason that's going to make you understand this more, no, 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 it's just not the match. And it wasn't a you versus that girl thing. It was that girl is where my heart is, and it's not about you. And it feels like it's you because you're like, well, what do I not have to be the long-term match? But that's bullshit. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Awkward situation with COVID fling. Been loving the daily episode, so I'll get right to it. I've been talking to a guy I met off hinge since late April, have had multiple FaceTime dates, and I've even met up for a social distancing picnic that ended up with us back at my apartment had dinner and amazing sex communication has been semi-consistent i really thought we were vibing fast forward a week after and i had a crazy memorial day weekend that was full of drinking and being in the sun so i came home with two cold sores on my lip we had set a date within the next few days so i thought it was uh, appropriate to let him know that if we hang out i wouldn't be able to be physical due to my cold sores and how contagious they are I thought I did a decent job of explaining it, and he said that he needs to do his own research to know more about it. I told him I, I get that. It could be a deal breaker for some, so no hard feelings. He didn't text back for about a day, and then he said he, he would like to see me again, but when I was back to baseline. Oy. I don't know how to feel about this. Is this guy trying just trying to have sex, or is this a reasonable response and, uh, and response? Reasonable response and responsible. I mentioned that this response made me feel like he was just trying to be physical and wasn't looking at me uh, to be more than casual because I wanted to hold him to my standard. He kind of just brushed it off and and be more intentional with communication and asked how my week has been. I really don't know what to think of this situation because the sex was great and I really thought we had potential. So I appreciate your input on this matter. I am... It's a tough one because I, I agree with you. The response of... 
I'd like to see you again, but that when you're back to baseline is him basically saying, yeah, I want to see you, but once you're over all that real shit, you know, whether it's cold sores on your lip or anything else, it's kind of like saying, yeah, 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 once your kid's out of the house, I'll come see you. Or once the, yeah, once the real shit's out of here, I'll come see you. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're here for the casualness, which, you know, I've been seeing since late April, so let's call it, you know, the month of May. You've been to, to doing this about a month. I, I can understand where he's like, no, I want, what he's doing is he's putting a line in the sand between what he will be, you know, he's basically saying, I want to be with you, but I want to be with you where uh, we know that this is a fun, casual thing, and I really am not there to take care of you, which he's not doing, but that's kind of the sense he's giving. So I would say to you, to me, he's letting you know where he stands. This is casual to me. This is all, all I'm looking for is fun times and hookups. The physical stuff I agree with, but it's also, it's, it's more than that. It's him saying, no, 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 I'm here for happy fun time when I'm away from work. I'm not looking for reality. I'm not looking for talking about your parents. I'm not looking about talking about your cold sores. I am looking for, hey, we drink margaritas. And then when, the mar- when someone starts puking, gotta, gotta go. Enjoy your hangover. So I think this is him letting you know how much he wants to get to know you. And if that doesn't feel right, I think it's okay to cut bait. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. I met a guy at a party last year and then reconnected a few months later when we matched on a dating app. We met up for a drink for the first date, but usually he suggests group events, going to parties together instead of one-on-one dates. We've hooked up a few times, but he'll often stop answering in the middle of a conversation and pick up when he wants to make plans. I do this to him too, but not on purpose, just because I don't feel the need to have long texts and conversations. He made a few casual comments about not dating much. Seems like a nice guy, but I can't tell if this should be an obvious sign that he's not invested in a, uh, interested in a relationship. If not, what's the best way to have the what are we conversation, especially since it seems so casual based on the real uh no real dates thing so to me this isn't the time for what are we this is the time for the what i want conversation because you say we met up for drink for the first day here's the problem with meeting at a party then and then connecting on an app it kind of allows for casual because you're like oh we already know each other so we know it's safe so we're just going to get together and meet up with the big group because we know the big group Everyone knows the big group. Everyone come together. Ah, well, drink, whatever. Yeah, you'll be there. I'll be there. So now it's not even a plan. Now we were just hanging out. And if we hook up, it's not because I forced you on and went on a date with you and tricked you into the hookup. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the it's kind of like the side door into casual where it's like if you meet once and then you re-meet again, it's like, oh, and then you have this group of friends that you can go party with. It's like, oh, come to the party. Yeah, I'll be there. And now it's well, I invited you to the party and then we hooked up. It's not, well, we've gone on three dates and then we hooked up. Those are two different things. So I think he's keeping you in the casual zone of, yeah, we go to parties and then we hook up afterwards because he can always say that to friends that know you guys both. So my advice, ask for what you want. You want dates. To me, this is clearly casual. That doesn't mean it can't be more. I don't think it will be more, but I'm going to give you the tools to figure that out. Hey, Anytime he asks you uh, to meet him at a party, just say, nah, I'm going to do my own thing tonight, but down for drinks whenever you're ready. He will either make that drink happen or he won't. 
if he does it again. Oh, hey, I'm going to be at this other party. I'll be out tonight. Come meet up. Yeah, no, I'm going to be doing my own thing. Down for drinks this week if you're ready for that. You will not believe how many times he will do this. He will do this as long as humanly possible. At a certain point, you might get to the point where you go, I'm going to stop even answering all these texts. But I'm just letting you know what his process is. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I'm from Canada, but have moved overseas to the UK to move in with my previous long-distance boyfriend. It's a pretty crazy scenario. I'm well aware, but let's not dwell on that for now. From the many times I came to visit him in the UK over a three-and-a-half-year long distance, I got to know his friends very well. And let's just say the English love a drink, and his friends are no different and probably drink more so than even the average Brit. A few drinks is never a few drinks, and pretty much every time we drink with them, it ends up as an eight-hour ordeal of continuous drinking, talking, and bar crawling before quarantine times. They're great, and I myself love to drink till the cows come home, but I always come off of as the party pooper when I am the first one to suggest packing it in and going home. I pretty much always have to spend about half an hour dropping at very obvious hints that flat out saying we need to leave before getting my boyfriend on board to go home. I have woken up with life-threatening hangover after being out with them too many nights to count, times to count. My boyfriend also becomes quite an idiot when drinking. It's like he has this, uh, he's this excitable little puppy when drunk with his friends and just wants to, the night to keep going and is down for anything they say or do all, uh, do all the while throwing my needs and wants completely out the window, such as when I get want to go home. This often results in a bad experience for me despite having an overall good night, and I usually go to bed mad and end up having a bit of, uh, a, bit of a go at him the next day about it. So then there was last night. We brought home a new puppy one week ago and wanted to invite all his three of his friends over to meet her and have a few drinks in the backyard. We broke social distancing rules, so please don't judge. I know you won't, but we are all in our 20s. Me, 24, his friends, 29, have been working from home, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, a few drinks just wasn't a few drinks. One of his friends came, uh, had come over straight from work after work actually saying he'd only come for one, and I knew perfectly well that was just an absurd statement, but plain uh, out impossible for this individual. The meetup started at... 3 p.m. So when 11 p.m. hit, I was, uh, as usual, the first to be over it and started saying it was time for us to go to bed with the new puppy that will be waking up at 6 a.m. The friends caught my hint, but when they started to prepare to leave, my boyfriend begged them to stay. Angrily and awkwardly, I had to just go upstairs, put in earplugs, and go to sleep while the party raged downstairs. He should have sided with me and respected my boundaries and respected the fact that I was going to be the one to have to wake up early the next day, similar to having to go to work in the morning. Instead, my needs went out the window along with his brain as usual. What makes it much worse is that we're in the middle of renovations and currently have no doors anywhere in our house, including my bedroom and the bathroom, so our guests would have to basically walk by me and pee within earshot of me sleeping. Hey. So weird and awkward, like my boyfriend really just doesn't take, uh, didn't take any of this into consideration, actually has the audacity to be confused by why I'm mad at this morning. Of course, I'm going to talk to him about it, but these conversations always come off like I'm having a go at him, which I am because which I am because I'm mad how can I make these conversations more impactful for him to see my point of view and how can I go about leaving the party and not being the party pooper I uh, this is a hard one because it feels like you guys are on completely different pages and you bring up that you moved from Canada to England to be with him and I'm sure that move and the how big of a move that is and the fact that you did three and a half years long distance is the reason that you don't 
hold him to a higher standard and the reason that he doesn't believe it. Like, he doesn't think you're going to leave. You don't think you're going to leave. So he goes, ah, stop your shit. We're partying. And it's like, you have just as much a right to that house as he does. And I, I you know, I think, I think first of all, having this conversation while not drunk and not hungover is a big, is a big move. Because when you bring it up in the moment, it, it kind of, it's like, oh, now you have a problem because you're at the party. Oh, you're hungover too. You were there. You didn't see if I have a problem until you were hungover. Like there's excuses built in. I would leave no excuses built in. Hey, I've been thinking a lot about this lately and I want to let you know where I stand. Every time we go out, it has to be until two in the morning and I'm the one to rein you in. Now, if that's the type of thing you want to do, I might have to relook at this relationship. I don't think I fit into it. You seem to like partying more than you like being with me. And you've chosen partying over my needs many times. I, and then I would go back to the specific times. There was the time with the dog. There was a the time this, the time with that. And we're in a house with no doors. So now I'm living in a place where I'm listening to people pee while I'm trying to go to bed. And then you say, how do you, how do you explain yourself? And, and I think bringing it up in non-drunken, non-times. And also, when people are coming over, you now know what the whole thing is. Hey, they're coming over tonight. What time do you want people out? I'd like them to be out at this time. What are you thinking? So now you guys are coming to, I, I think like getting ahead of it, knowing this is his problem. So one, it's confronting him and not in drunk and hungover times. Two, making a plan. Hey, when we have people over, when we go out, let's make a plan. Let's, let's decide what time are we leaving. And we stick to it. And if, he doesn't, and, and if he can't sit there and plan with you, then he doesn't really care to plan with you at all. And at that point, you have to go, all right, well, it doesn't seem like you want to be in a relationship. Not just, it's not about me. It's just that you don't want to bend your life to be with someone else. You don't want to wrap the lives around each other. I got to go. Maybe I should go back to Canada where, they, where I can uh, live in a place where I can get some sleep. But I do understand your problem is not wrong, and it sucks to be the, like, the, 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 per, the party pooper every single time. And it's like you're not the party pooper when someone goes, yeah, we got to go. It's time for us both. And I know what – listen, that's not comfortable. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more and then we'll get out of here. And then we'll do a coronavirus rant of the day and a charcuterie chat. Hey, J train feather feather, longtime loyal listener, huge fan of both of your pods. Thanks so much for putting out so much content during the quarantine. As, I, as much as I want the lockdown to end, I will be sad when the do- daily doses of J train stop. Rated reviews, subscribe. Okay, here's my question. I'm in Los Angeles in my early 30s and have very te- intense job. I matched with a guy on a dating app who is also in his early 30s and has a very demanding job. We clicked right away and started free t- FaceTiming regularly. I told him I was looking for a relationship. He said the same. He asked to follow me on Instagram, and I told him I don't really do that before. For meeting people thanks for your advice on this one of uh on the, one of your pods by the way he was cool with it but uh shared his which is public i of course snooped and saw he followed a bunch of aspiring instagram influencers in our city which also follow him back he still regularly likes their daily posts and they regularly like the, his posts too is it fair of me to wonder based on this if he's honestly looking for a relationship then not going to lie it was really turned off by this it seemed different uh to me than 
following actual models like Emrata or Hadid's because I can, can't help but think he's probably chatting up these girls too. Would love to hear your thoughts on how much to read into this. My friends are split, and I'm curious what Papa JT has to say. I would say this. It's too early for you to take too much away from it. People make changes as they get closer to people. That's, that's the reality. The closer you two get, the less time and the less respectful it is to be liking these Instagram influencers. So I understand how it's a turnoff. I think that goes in the resume of who this person is and who you're meeting. Oh, he likes Instagram influencers and they like his back. Not for me. Oh, he's got a demanding job that he takes seriously. That's for me. This all goes in the resume of what your taste is. And I... I think you got to go on a date first. You got to go, you know, you got to, I think you got to let this thing come up. This will come up again. Hey, I noticed that you're liking a lot of Instagram influencers. It's weird to me because you don't have anything to do with them. Do you want, did you go to high school with them or do you, are you just a, a fan of entrepreneurs? Like what's the deal? And, and I think it will come up, but I, I think for now it's too early to get into that. Um, it's also when you're single, you're putting stuff out there. Especially as a guy, like you're putting stuff in, I'm not saying this to like apologize for the grossness of how this sounds, but he's putting it out there. He's, he's letting people know. And, and especially if he's someone who works a lot, he's going, okay, the time I have, you know, looking at people is when I DM them. This is kind of how I use Instagram. That will change the more serious you two get. But right now you guys aren't serious enough to make, to see how that changes over time. I, I would give it the chance. I know... This isn't enough for me to go, whoa, watch out, because there's a lot of guys doing this that are in happy relationships that are, and, and ends up being nothing. Also, there's a moment where you start getting serious with someone, you're like, eh, this follows a little creepy, that follows a little creepy, I got to unfollow there, got to stop liking there. The, the, the parameters change based on the environment. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a charcuterie chat. How about that? Right? Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat, I'm, I'm, I'm showing this on the screen. It is um, today's charcuterie chat is about knowing board confusion. Board confusion. I'm looking at a board right now that is absolutely ridiculous. It has macarons on it. We've talked about that. It has peaches. It has new potatoes in there. It has uh, flaming hot Cheetos. It has a carrot that that uh, Roger Rabbit would be holding. What is going on here? What party am I at? To me, this is... And then it has cheese with signs in it. To me, you just took all the shit out of your fridge and just put, put it on a piece of wood. You just threw it and you're like, ah, let's just get rid of this shit. They'll eat anything. To me, this is as much garbage as it is an, as, as it is charcuterie. What are you telling people? What are you giving to people? Is, is someone going to pick up a Flaming Hot Cheeto and put it on top of a cucumber? Is that the plan? I mean, that's okay if that's something you want to do. But, like, you know, it, it is just weird to me. What are you going to do with a new potato? If I was at this party, I would pick up the carrot and I'd start chomping it. Like I was like, what up, doc? And then I'd start eating the new new potatoes and I'd be like, hey, I'm making a garlic mash. I got all the ingredients here. So don't worry about me. I'm just going to go in the kitchen and make a garlic mash. That's what you wanted us to do with this board, right? The thing is your board should give people an idea of what they're in for the night. 
This gives me no idea. I don't know if this is the only thing they're putting out. Is this breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Is this appetizer? Is this charcuterie, appetizer, dinner, and dessert? Because I can have a macaron at the end? What are we doing here? What am I at this party for? Your board has to tell the story of where you're at, what the party is, and where we're going. This tells me nothing. This is garbage on a plate, and there are things on here that cost $50, and there's things on here that cost 50 cents, and I don't know how much to cherish each thing. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do a coronavirus rant of the day, and then we'll get out of here. This is a user-driven one. Hi, J-Train. I wanted to submit my coronavirus rant. I'm 25 and have been swiping on Bumble. Recently, I've started to come across many profiles where men are wearing a mask in pictures. Some even use this mask photo as their first photo. I get it. Social distancing and masks are important things during these times, but we are on a dating app. I want to know what you look like. That's all from me. Thank you for the constant entertainment during these times. I continue to share your podcast with all my friends. Best, Patty. Patty, I couldn't agree more. This is, to me, there are certain posts and certain pictures, and it's them going, I'm good. I'm a good person. Look at me. I'm in the mask. Like, I, I, to me, putting on the mask in the picture is like, and I'm doing social distancing. It is a lazy approach to letting you know that they're a good person and that they never have to prove it. So you can go, ooh, they wear a mask. They're abiding by the rules of coronavirus. It's like, what's next? You feeding a child? You hugging your grandmother? You, what is this? The beginning credits of a, of a 90s sitcom? Like you just, you, you petting a panda? And nursing it back to health. And it's like, oh, me? Oh, hey! Just me, single me, helping a panda. What? Is, oh! You taking the temperature. You you using a stethoscope uh, on an old woman. Oh, Nana, you're going to be fine. Oh, hello. Like, what? This is all the showing before having to do. You know, the easy thing is a picture of you with the mask. The easy thing is the picture with you with, you know, with with with, with old granny helping across the street. Oh, did a did someone photograph me helping an old woman across the street? <gasps> and I guess I'll have to use it on the dating app. And it's like, we get it. We hope that you wear the mask. But let me meet you first. Let me make that decision. You don't have to show me. You don't have to tell me. I'll figure it out for myself. If you're a good person or not, we'll go on the dates and then I'll see what you're like. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. Users generated. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.